This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. This coming Wednesday, he's defending the AEW World Heavyweight title against the Murder Hawk himself. Oh, man, Lance Archer. But right now, we're talking about him taking titles in the movie Cage Fight. John Moxley, how are you? Pretty good, man. You know, you're playing Randy Stone in this movie. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a fun flick that's, uh, you're a bit Clubber Lang, a bit Tito Ortiz, and a, uh, and a bit Brock Lesnar in this one. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, easy role for me to portray when this was uh, right on me. Uh, uh, I was a pretty big uh, anime fan, big movie fan, big fight fan. I was a pro wrestler. Uh, you know, I love training. I love wrestling, all that stuff. So this was all kind of all my interest rolled into one. It was an easy, uh, it was an easy yes, just based on the fact that it seemed like this would be really fun to do. Nice, man. Good way to spend a uh, good experience. So, uh, and it was easy, and it was, uh, I almost feel bad even saying I did any acting in it because it was, it was just such an easy uh, role for me to portray, portraying the professional wrestler. Uh, uh, I did take a lot of, uh, you know, there's a chance to uh, play an antagonist role and be a bad guy. Uh, usually on TV, you know, I'm uh, the, uh, on the good guy side of things. So to be able to just be as despicable and annoying and unlikable as cheap as possible was, was really fun for me. And that funny part of it was they didn't really, uh, you know, Christian J. Riso, who's in the movie, also did, does an excellent job playing a kind of a creepy uh, sports writer, podcaster in the movie. Yeah, man. He kind of funny too. He kind of hinted to them that, they, like, you know, he's a pro wrestler. He's kind of talking trash. It's kind of what he does with Larry. Maybe, maybe not to give him so much for script. And for some of these scenes, maybe just kind of let him ad-lib and just kind of see what happens. So they pretty much just gave me carte blanche to say whatever I wanted to say as far as, you know, insulting, uh, Reese, the, the good guy in the movie and putting up, putting myself over and, and so forth. So. It was just a lot of me just shooting off the hip, just spouting off all kinds of insane things. And you know, I took inspiration from all those people you just said, you know, like uh, an abrasive guy like a Tito Ortiz or Chelsea or Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson or whoever it would be. I, I just, uh, every ridiculous thing that came to my mind, I'd just be, get on a roll and just, uh, it's great because you don't have to worry about it being something really cool or, makes you look good because you want to be hated so you can just say what even if it's just so egotistical that it makes people want to slap you in the face that's the whole point so it was really fun to be able to just be as despicable as possible well you were a great heel in this one and i know it was a stretch since both you and randy stone are from cincinnati ohio in the film yeah i assume that's why they met that would be a big coincidence if they didn't do that perfect yeah but it was. I love the setup in the film because there, there's clips from AEW that that made it into the final cut. Um, you know, there's aspects of, of uh, your your previous incarnation and in another promotion, and um, 
you know, the aspects of who you are as well playing into it. So it had this Rocky three clubber Lang feel mixed in with an ESPN 30 for 30. Yeah, I think they kind of mixed a lot of different uh, elements to make something that, uh, really fun and easy to watch and follows the classic kind of trope of these movies. This movie isn't really bending the wheel by that disgusting imagination, but it, uh, it definitely, uh, has some fresh elements and, uh, uses a lot of successful elements from other sports movies and so forth as far as the, uh, you know, using the, uh, all the real footage and doing the 30 for 30 style ESPN, Hawkeye kind of sport vibe where it kind of tricks you into like you're uh, watching the sporting event rather than a movie, but also uses the, the tried and true, uh, comeback story, uh, from, uh, any Rocky or Warrior or any, uh, Mighty Ducks or any sporting movie you want to bring up. But another interesting thing that I thought was kind of an original spin on it was, uh, at the beginning of the movie, the, uh, the, the bad guy, the big, uh, uh, bad guy force, basically an underdog mm-hmm. to the point where he's being laughed at by reporters and laughed at by his opponents. The fact that he, people think he is even in this position, uh, to be in this fight is a joke. And he takes that very personally. So, in so it's kind of a, a new spin on it. And at the beginning of the movie, the bad guy who's talking all this trash and so full of himself is the uh, underdog. Right. So that, that's another, you know, and especially in a time like this, you know, you can always take from movies like Wayless where it's about, you know, no matter how low you get, you can always build yourself back up and be even better than ever, no matter if you've lost your job or lost your business or whatever's happened to you, you know, you can take a movie like this and take inspiration and feel good feelings and, like, you can always come back from any adversity if you try hard enough. And another thing is, being in a movie, the bad guy's a joke. But he knows in his mind, you know, in his mind, he's a good guy because every bad guy is justified in his own mind. So the beginning of the movie, he's a joke. But he knows in his heart that he can do this and belongs there. And, you know, in life, you know, people will tell you because they'll try to, uh, they'll try to hold you down to their, what they think you should be because it makes them feel better about themselves. Um, and there are a lot of people like that in a lot of situations like that, especially in today with social media and everything like that. If you go out there and do something challenging or take a risk or put yourself out there, there's a lot of people who are going to, jump on you and take every moment to make fun of you and uh, below you and tell you to do bad and you're going to be laughed at or a joke or whatever like that. But it's, it's, it's the bad guy is actually kind of a good uh, a good example of like, screw everybody. Whatever you want to do in life, you believe in yourself and you want to work hard and you truly feel like this is what you want to do, go for it. Take a risk. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You get made fun of by some loser on Twitter? Fuck him. You know, like, yeah, and that was a great aspect of it. And one thing, when you mentioned social media, Alex's character, Reese, in the film, after he loses the title to, to Randy, um, you know, they've made mention, even in the documentary leading up to it, that he lost both his parents at 15 years old. And here come all the memes, like crying when you lost your mommy and all this other stuff that, like, plays a psychological toll for his character as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's a big thing, not just for athletes, but for, uh, just for everybody in life, man. You, people get cyberbullied to ridiculous extents nowadays. It's, you know, I don't play any of that game, but I just stay out of it. But, uh, yeah, that's another, uh, another thing they threw in there that I think is applicable for kind of a lesson to be, uh, lesson to be thought of for today, you know, like don't get sucked into that game, you know, if you, you know, maybe you, 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 in life you fail. Right. Anybody who's successful will fail a lot. But you fail a million times. All you need to do is be successful on the millionth and first try. Right. Uh, you know, and then every, then what are they going to say? You know, so don't play into or worry about what anybody else thinks or whatever, you know, just worry about you and, uh, fixing it and doing better the next time. Right. I think Thomas Edison was the one that said, I didn't fail a thousand times. I learned, I found a thousand ways that it didn't work. Exactly. There you go. Um, you know, you're in a long line of wrestlers that have transitioned into film. I mean, Jericho's been in movies. Hulk Hogan was one of the guys that started the trend. Go back to Body Slam with, with, um, with Roddy Piper and the Tonga Kid and so on and so forth. Um, but now like you rock, Cena, Batista are having it taken more seriously uh, for your skills, not just in action films, but your your comedic presence, uh, your dramatic skills. How how rewarding is that as a professional wrestler to finally be recognized as a talent instead of someone that's just doing family films the way Hogan did, in, say, the 80s? Uh, I think it's very cool. I wouldn't even put myself in the same conversation with uh, The Rock and Batista who have done amazing things, you know, and especially... For this role, it was almost too easy. It was like you go in and play a professional wrestler. Like, that uh, almost wasn't even, like, a big challenge. You know, like, it's, it's what I do anyway. So, right. uh, I got a pretty easy road in this movie. But it's really great to see, uh, you know, professional wrestlers, you know, like, uh, the Chiefs especially, who I love and a huge fan of, I love him personally, and he's a great dude. And uh, um, to see him, like, go the route of taking... Not just the big blockbuster hits where he's the big, uh, the big superhero or whatever, taking, you know, more challenging roles in smaller movies and so forth. But really, he's really gone out of his way to learn the craft of acting and, uh, really want to be taken seriously as an actor. And I think now he is. And, uh, all the big roles came along with that. And, uh, acting is a craft like anything else. And sure, you can, you can be, fairly talentless, but if you're famous, you can get cast in a movie and make a bunch of money to do it. But uh, to see a guy like Batista and other wrestlers, I think, in the future will continue to go that route. To show that they will take this seriously the craft and start to master this craft the same way they did pro wrestling or whatever other uh, things they've done in their careers or lives. Um, well, and, and it's also rewarding because it's almost like pro wrestling. A lot of people who don't follow or fans or whatever just have a certain, uh, what they think of as pro wrestling is a phony, stupid crap. It's a bunch of dudes on steroids, fake fighting and, and stuff. And don't give it the, uh, and it's fine. You don't have to be a wrestling fan, you know, not for everybody, whatever, but, uh, I feel like we don't get enough credit for being the, uh, when we were all in WWE, we used to kind of call it the uh, Navy Seals of Entertainment. Because you learn how to do everything. Yeah. On, a, on a live WWE Monday Night Raw or Dynamite, 
you may come out at the beginning of the segment and talk on the mic and go back and forth with somebody. Then you have all this dialogue. Uh, maybe you're ad-libbing some of it, improv. Then you get in the ring and then you have a match. And then that's basically, could be a 15, 20 minute, basically fight scene. That maybe some is ad-libbed, maybe some is on the fly, maybe some is memorized. And you're doing it live on TV in one take. Not uh, 127 takes, you know, and, and the physicality is all real. You're really getting slammed. You're really getting, getting faced. You're really getting thrown on the top rope and land on the floor. And the end of that segment, you might get thrown off a stage or put through a table or thrown off a ladder through a thing that explodes and sparks. So that would be a stunt. So you do dialogue, improv, choreography, fight scenes, stunts, all in one place, all on live TV. Right. And, you know, and, and I, still, uh, I still think one of the best double turns that's ever was. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, man, it's just an incredible amount of, uh, of, of various uh, skills that are needed for the entertainment industry in general. And it's a real crash course in everything. And uh, the, the skill and, and uh, talent that, that pro wrestlers that succeed at a high level have needs to be taken seriously. And with guys like Batista and so forth getting bigger and better movie roles and, and stuff, I think that people are going to start seeing that. Well, I still think the, the greatest double turn I ever saw was Brett versus Austin. And that, that was amazing with that lead up. I mean, you guys, you guys are out there all the time. I'm a total mark. You know, I know we just lost Road Warrior Animal about a week or two ago. So that, that was hard. Um, you know, we got so much going on and I'm glad that you guys are finally getting the respect that you deserve for, for the amount of effort that you're putting into it. Um, I, I would be remiss not to ask you this because I've asked Edge this and I've asked Jay and a couple of others. Um, usually with pro wrestling, you get the instant, well, not usually, always with pro wrestling, you get the instant gratification. You know, you come out, the crowd's cheering, they're booing, whatever. You know, you hit your double arm DDT and, and the place erupts or Jericho hits the Judas effect and the place is, uh, you know, the place has gone wild or, or booing or hissing or whatever, depending which, where the crowd is. And now here you made this movie like a year or two ago and it's now finally getting its release date. And only now are you getting the, the reaction to it. How difficult is it to wait for that delayed reaction when you've been so used to that instant gratification from the crowd for so long? Oh, it's, uh, it's totally different. You gotta get used to it. I did one of the, uh, WWE movies years and years ago, and that drove me crazy because I was like running around with a gun, jumping over cars, shooting bad guys, and I was like, man, I'll better look really cool. But like, I don't know if this goes across the board, because I've heard, I've heard both sides of the argument where some people in the movies say like, no, it's like bad luck to watch any of the dailies or watch any footage back during the while you're shooting. It's like bad luck or something. Like you don't get to see any of it until it's done and you see the finished product. But I've heard other people say, no, screw that. We'll watch the dailies every day. You get the shit. Uh, so sorry to interrupt, but we have time for one last question, All right. by the way. Oh, but yeah, I didn't see any of the, uh, the footage of that movie until like a year later. And it's just been like burning me up forever. I'm like, I'm telling you, I bet it looks so cool, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's totally different. Yeah. I got you. All right. I'm going to leave you with this, John, because tomorrow Cage Fighter comes out in theaters and on VOD. It's Friday. I'm, I'm scrolling through the usual suspects of Amazon and iTunes and everywhere else that I'm looking for a VOD flick because I'm not getting ready to go back to the theater. Why do I need to watch Cage Fighter? Uh, 
it, it was a, first, first and foremost, it's a, my, my basic opinion of it, it's a very fun, easy watch. And it's uplifting and uh, a, lot, a lot of uh, really hard work and really physicality went into uh, the fight scenes. You know, we had no stunt guys. You know, we choreographed ourselves and tried to make it look as realistic and exciting as possible. Uh, beating the shit out of each other. And it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun and easy and positive. And at the end of it, you're going to feel good. And, uh, you're going to be, it's a good way to spend, you know, an hour and a half of your life. You're going to, especially in today's times, you know, anything that, you know, you're going to feel better after you, uh, uh, Watch the movie. It's something good to watch. Also, it'll break up all the monotony of, you know, people are going to be watching all these Halloween movies in October, which I, you know, I'm a fan of, you know, anything that's good. Just, you know, suspenseful thriller, horror movies, fine, you know. But sometimes I watch some of these horror movies and afterward I'm just like, oh my God, I feel terrible. Everybody died and got murdered. It's horrible. So to break up the monotony of all the people getting their heads stepped off in these Halloween movies, throw on Cage Fighter and have a good, uh, a good positive story where you're going to feel lighter on your feet after you watch. Perfect. AEW World Heavyweight Champion John Moxley and the longest-running IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Thank you so very much for your time. Cage Fighter comes out tomorrow on VOD and in theaters. Definitely check it out. Uh, MMA versus pro wrestling, the crossover is there, and we're still digging it, man. Have a great day. And by the way, I'm glad that Renee's now healthy after uh, you know her health scare from before. Oh, thank you. Much appreciated, man.